What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid episode 85.5, okay? Because we're in the middle <laughs> of the week. How are you yeah. doing, Bretson? Ah, uh, it was a very Merry Christmas here. Uh, my kids got me sick. I uh, opened a lot of presents for them because after like five presents, the kids get tired mm-hmm. and they don't want to open up any more presents. Uh, and then we were treated to some amazing return of Premier League football, Boxing Day fixtures so i am jazzed up mm-hmm. i'm not quite over the fact that the world cup is done mm-hmm. but i am excited for the road ahead of seeing what happens in the premier league one and mm-hmm. two the transfer market sir are yes, you ready the transfer okay. market you said it and before we get to it comment down below transfers that you know will happen okay because i will be expressing a lot of transfers i think will happen in this month of january yeah. and let's start oh, yeah. with the winner okay that consolidate all the doubts nobody <laughs> can say no. that arsenal isn't going bold this season because they keep going wenger watching in the stands first time since oh, yeah. 2018 and arteta ball happened and i want to give a big shout out the player that impressed me the most he wasn't the best but he impressed me the most and he was eddie and Ketia, okay, it's striker. Oh, that the, turn. The, that turn. And the and he just worked. He worked yeah. to be that striker. And he has 11 starts, 11 goals. So whenever he's bet on, right at the start of a game, he shows himself. And I want to say that I still believe Arsenal have to get a striker, though, okay? I want to say yeah. that they need competition if Gabriel Jesus isn't there. But Eddie and Ketia yeah. to start, I'm not going to complain because he played very very well against west ham well, so that's my I'm, first I mean, <laughs> well i mean if it's <laughs> it's pretty simply put if eddie enketia scores goals like that mm-hmm. and he keeps scoring goals like that it's gonna be pretty hard to get gabby jesus back on the field uh no right? he'll start i know i know he will but that was a that was a just a beautiful beautiful turn in the box and that was very uh i don't want to Maybe over overplay it, but it was very Henri-esque. Hey. Where you faint you faint one way and you turn the other way with a ball. Just completely faked out the defender and then placed it perfectly um past the West Ham goalkeeper, who I'm 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 for some reason forgetting who it is right now. But uh my my goodness, I mean that was that was a top of the prem mm-hmm. performance from Arsenal as a whole. And you mentioned, yeah, Arsene Wenger. How ridiculous is it that that was the first time Bukayo Saka met Arsene Wenger? Um, and Bukayo Saka was the architect of that comeback exactly. on the day. He was. And and I, Bukayo Saka is turning into one of the most, if not the most important player for Arsenal Fuck. as it stands. Uh, I, and, I and and he, and, and come on, he, he's coming off a World Cup mm. where he scored three goals for England. And, and and now he's like literally transforming into uh, one of the best players in the Premier League in front of our eyes. I, uh, I completely it's, agree. It's wonderful. And Arteta, yeah. I think uh, the Arteta revolution, he cleared a lot of players on that team. There's no more Aubameyang. Mm. There's no more these veterans that they had the locker room in their hands. And you have the new age yeah. that has Saka, in my opinion, the best player. You have Martinelli. You have Eddie yeah. Nketia that listens to the manager. And at the back, the most important extension of Arsenal that, in my opinion, will match them with Man City and uh, with, uh, wait, I won't say Real Madrid, but Man City and Liverpool. <laughs> I'll say yeah. Saliba. 
they need to extend Saliba. Because if Arsenal doesn't extend, I'm sure a team like Real Madrid or even Barcelona, they will get him at centre-back, okay? They yeah. need top world-class centre-backs. And him at Arsenal, with Arteta, he's one of the best centre-backs in the world right yeah. now. And I was like, Upamecano, shout out to that song, okay? Please release it. One of the best songs of the World Cup. And it's always the French bangers, too. Um, but, like, yeah, it's. I was shocked that Upamecano... Well, was starting above Saliba, and yeah, that happened. But yeah. well, and it showed mm-hmm. in this game. It showed. I mean, William Saliba. I I agree. He's a massive, massive part of any Arsenal future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this this was not a great return to action for him. <laughs> it was not his best game. It was not. Yeah, and he... you know what? You know what? You know what showed? Mm-hmm. You know what showed the, the the lack of playing time for a whole month. It showed. True. Um, and and, and that's okay. Because Arsenal still won in spite of it, and that's that's if you're going to win the Premier League, um, that's exactly what needs to happen. West Ham went up bad. early. Yeah, no. Well, bad. I mean, I I think he made more mistakes than he would have. Saliba made more mistakes in this match mm. than than he would have obviously pre World Cup um, when he was really match fit, really ready to go. Um, yeah. Saliba only got what like not even a half of action. Mm, but for but, France but, in the World Cup, so true, it's true, yeah. and he didn't have a lot of playing time. And the thing with Arsenal too, yeah. a lot. Uh, the other shout out I'll do with and shows Arteta knows his team very well is Ben White, mm. man, at right back. It's absolutely yeah. great to have a player that, at all moments, it goes to a three center back system offensively, and when they're at the back, they're so so consolidated <laughs> with another right uh, center back at right back like Ben White. He's fast. He does your job passing-wise. And Ben White with Saka, that right inside, yeah. is actually OP. And they have on the bench, Tomayasu. So that just shows that Arteta rebuilt in action once again. And I'll repeat, the Saliba extension, the Martinelli extension, that we, it's close, as Fabrizio says, and the Saka yeah. extension, those will determine the future of a legacy at Arsenal, okay? But they need to win this Prem this year, too. That has to be said, uh, too. But we see news yeah, about Mikhailo Mudrik moving to right. Arsenal. He was watching the game. He said it on his stories. He put a picture watching the game. And Mudrik for 20, 40 million plus 20 yeah. in add-ons. Like, Arsenal are paying his value, okay, right now. A lot of potential. He is a baller, I got to say, yeah. and it's the right deal to do, in my opinion. So is, is I think it it's the right. I, I think it's is a it? good deal to do, yes. Yeah. I, 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 I in the past. I prefer Mudrik right now. More potential. Come on. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would argue, too, yes, there's more potential, but there's a, there's more room for error as well. I mean, I have not necessarily seen the consistency uh, from Mudrik, uh, mainly because there's a lack of football. Uh, when it comes down to it, uh, there's no there's no doubt that there's a there's a special talent there, but you've got to be able to be willing to give him that. Uh, and it's it's just like with Martinelli with Saka on the wings, where where mm-hmm. where's he going to get this this like you know Martinelli type of prone. situation? Saka, there's moments that they can adapt Saka towards being in the other wing. I don't know, but I could see yeah. being involved. Uh, up, up to 60 million. I don't know. My confidence gets a little shaken in the deal um, when, when we're talking about that value. But then again, I'm, I'm a, I'm a tight wad when it comes to this stuff. Uh, you know, Mudrik coming from Shakhtar. Um, I don't know. It doesn't have the same ring, but then again, Martinelli 
was what nine million from six, six million, uh, you know yeah. six I, I million you. from from a, I, I yeah, where so you're coming from. I, I'm just I'm just listen I, I'm just thinking like you could probably find quality for less. If you Mudrik, could probably find quality for less. But if yeah. Mudrik is vital towards winning yeah. this title, is he worth the sixty million? Well, obviously, so obviously, but but if, but if, but if he's not, I but I, know, I I'm uh, confident this kid has got it. He's got the to, heart. To be honest, Mudrik Zinchenko was... there, Arteta, yeah. like such a big voice with the youth, and Mudrik oh. sees like Saliba, Saka, Martinelli, all these young guns, just focused. Well, I think he'll do the same. I think he'll do well, the same. Well, the the key <laughs> here for Mudrik, the key here for Mudrik is going to be Zinchenko. Clearly, yeah, right. I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, bringing bringing you know a, a Ukrainian compatriot in, and by the way, Zinchenko once again showing his class uh, in terms of being used as kind of a Swiss Army knife uh, for Arsenal. It's just awesome to see. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think the key here obviously is going to be Mudrik mm -hmm. Zinchenko. Come on, working that left side would be pretty awesome to see mm -hmm. um, when all is said and done. Although Kieran Tierney was very, very good on the day I think um, starts, for though. Arsenal as well. I, okay. I, I think he does too. I think Zinchenko coming in and filling in the midfield role, filling in wherever he needs to exactly. you know, fill is going to be awesome. But listen, there was an inclusion on the Arsenal roster that really intrigued me. Mm. Um and it, it almost feels like they're preparing for maybe if like a Mudrik deal doesn't go through. Mm -hmm. uh, they they have promoted essentially to the bench 17-year-old uh, winger Amario Cozier-Duberry, um, who has been lights out for mm. them in the academy, okay? And he's 17, he's a winger. He can also play, I believe, play Cam. And if you look at his highlights, he has really been, um, you know, one of the, the one of the big standouts, um, which is saying something in in an Arsenal academy that is, you know, ripe mm -hmm. with a whole lot of standouts. That he actually was promoted to the bench for the first time in the Premier League, uh, and he plays in that position as well. So uh, oh, I, I I don't think they're going to give him necessarily a shot, uh, but it, they might be preparing in a small manner. For if that Mudrik deal falls through, um, maybe maybe you see a debut for him mm. in the second half of the season. And, I don't know. And look at this, like thinking about like how the defense has changed, like the Arsenal defense yeah. now with Ramsdale, Tierney, Saliba, mm -hmm. Gabriel, Ben White, and on the bench you got options for Zinchenko at left back, Tomayasu at right back. Like yep. again, it's really changed times. And Thomas Partey, if this this man can't get injured. Okay, if, no. if they're going to win the Premier League. And no. Arteta knows it. They need to get another player to be at least competing for that position. With Telemann, that's my shout for them to get because it can be on the cheap. But a lot of Could Arsenal. Be. Tell us down below, who do you think is well, still going to Arsenal? <laughs> and is yeah. the Mudrik deal happening? Like, we got to know. Like, And yeah. I got to ask you, before mm. we move on from the Gunners. Um, yes. Do you think at all that like Dusan Vlahovic is rethinking his deal with Juve? If Dusan um, Vlahovic if, was at Arsenal right now, I'd say they'd win yeah. the Premier League. I'd say they'd win the Premier League right now. That's the confidence wow. I have that of how much he'd bring to this Arsenal team. And everyone disrespecting Vlahovic, if you see like the percentage of goals he has at Juve, I know Juve ain't yeah. playing well, but he's impactful. 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 Mm -hmm. So, and in the World Cup, man, he wasn't the best too. So, Serbia oh wasn't the best too. 
But uh, I think Mitrovic, he keeps on going bold in the Premier Fulham. But I mean, <laughs> Mark Silva. Do you, do, do, do you think there's any reality where Vlahovic pushes for a move mm. this no, coming I, transfer I think, window? I think this January is very hard. It's very hard for, mm. for a striker now for Arsenal to get. I believe that should be their priority. And yeah. I think <laughs> Arsenal is highly interested in John Felix, which they should be. Ooh. And Arsenal and Chelsea have to aim for a loan move first for John Felix. Eight to yeah. ten million loan. I know it's six months, but it's worth seeing if you're going to pay a hundred million in the summer to get him. So I think that would be the best deal. And I believe in John Felix, not because he's Portuguese, because he's, one, he's got one of the best first touches in football in this day and age and in the World Cup, man. How different did he play with Ferdinand Sanch and with Simeone? Well, and it was with yeah, Ferdinand Sanch. It's not even Pep Guardiola. It, Imagine him with yeah. Pep Guardiola, Rob Felix. I know. So, it, it comes down to the system. It comes down to the system, and I think he would fit in perfectly with Arteta Ball. And I agree with you that if you are going to push for a striker right now, he's the most economically efficient for the second alone. half of the season. If it's alone. Uh, with a potential loan to buy at the end. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I, I look at that and I just remember, you know, we were really, really high on Dusan Vlahovic potentially coming to the, to Spurs mm -hmm. or to Arsenal or definitely to the Premier League. And man, he, I think he, with a couple quotes, <laughs> maybe roughly translated quotes, uh, he poured cold water on, you know, going to Arsenal, basically talking as if they weren't, you know, a team to be reckoned with. Now, granted, they weren't yet top of the Premier League table. Exactly. They were still in the midst of their rebuild. Um, and, and the Arteta way was still getting questioned. Uh, but it is really interesting to think about that. I wonder if he uh, he, <laughs> if he goes to bed at night and has a few nightmares. <laughs> I'd say uh, that. So, I'd say that. <clears throat> yeah. Arteta as a manager, I think the world's view this season, it went from yeah. Arteta, he's got potential as a manager to, okay, Arteta's really a revolutionary coach. And Edu and him. They're doing something now at Arsenal. And, and we got to respect that. We got to respect and that. And I just, but before we move on, just one of the more heartwarming things is watching Bukayo Saka meet his idols of sorts, right? His inspirations. Uh, uh, Bukayo Saka during, uh, you know, the preparations for the World Cup for England met David Beckham. And you could see him like kind of looking like a, I don't know, a kid in front of Santa uh, waiting to see Santa for the first time, uh, just so in awe of David Beckham when he was the one that was going to be taking the pitch in the World Cup uh, in the coming days. And then he does the exact same thing after this game with Arsene Wenger, mm -hmm. you know, meeting Arsene Wenger for the first time. And you just look at this kid and I'm like, I can't think of a better person than Bukayo Saka to be the face of Arsenal as they are on the uptick. I honestly can't. And I, I I will say it again and again and again. He just seems like a not only a wonderful player, but a wonderful human being. Most vital. So it, it's got to get that extension, yeah. man. If, if not, yeah. he goes to City. <laughs> and yeah. then Arsenal fans are all like, why does he go to City? Like, but, but I but think like, it's the season. They got to win this I, I season. Yeah, and I don't want to jinx anything, but Saka does seem like one of those guys that could wind up being like a Paul Scholes for Man United, right? Where he plays for one club, mm -hmm. right? He's a one club guy. He wants to do everything he can to stay at Arsenal mm -hmm. uh, and make Arsenal kind of a, a domestic powerhouse. Um, and that can be could, case, could, yeah. could be interesting. Yeah, but they, they, they got to pay the lad. Pay the <laughs> exactly. lad. The top player, he's got to get that done. 
So, people, yeah. tell us down below what you think Arsenal will happen in the future and the signings. We want to know the signings in the comment section down below. Yes. But going out with Arsenal, we got a team that mm. made moves and has confirmed them already. Liverpool, 3-1 win against Aston Villa. I know Darwin had a ton of misses, but the physical capabilities he has, the endurance, the like... Yep. Darwin plays for the team, and he showed it, that game, okay? I know it was one of the best games. Darwin Nunes against Aston Villa. Most missed chances. Most missed everything, okay? Got to improve that first touch and confidence on goal. But in terms of work rates, one of the best matches in the Prem we've seen. So, But it's strikers to score goals. <laughs> yeah, th th this is not Milan Barosh, you know, number two for Liverpool. Okay, uh, Darwin Nunes gets him in situations, gets himself in situations that if he even improve, proves his finishing marginally, yep. this guy could score 20 plus goals in the Premier League season and probably yes. will. He will. He will. He will. He will. Um, he is so fast for a bigger guy. He really mm -hmm. is. He's so fast. And th there were multiple times that there was just no way um, that anyone was getting to him. And the only his worst enemy, I guess you could say, is himself. It's his first touch. Darwin. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> that first touch like he always leaves a ton of space after he touches the ball man and you almost yeah. like if if darwin nunes had drawn felix first touch he'd be the best player in the world man but yeah. darwin nunes i still believe he will score more than 25 goals in the prem one season okay i believe in luis Suarez when he said he's going to be one of the best strikers in the world and like 100 75 million liverpool p paid for that we Nunes. So I think with time, the 100 yeah. million will be compensated totally. But uh, I want to say, though, Liverpool yeah. went bold, okay? And every Man United fan is now crying because Cody Gakpo, which would have been yep. perfect for Man United with Eric Ten Hag leading their way, Dutchman, he's chosen <laughs> Klopp and Liverpool with Virgil van Dijk at the back. Captain Virgil van Dijk. That did, must have had a hand and said in the World Cup between Real Madrid and Man United, I think it's an easy choice referring to yeah. Gakpo. So between Liverpool and Man United, I think it was an easy choice too with Virgil van Dijk well, helping well, Cody Gakpo making that decision. And just well, let's just say, yeah, well, let's just say Gakpo didn't call Genie Wijnaldum. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm true. sorry. What were you going to say? But and Gak, like Liverpool, in terms of winter yeah. transfers, last season they mm -hmm. got Luis Diaz. Look at the impact he had. 45 million pounds. Cody Gakpo is going to be kind of the same. And he will have a huge impact for Liverpool this season. I can say this is a signing that will make them a top four team. Immediately. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gakpo, Darwin Salah. Firmino yeah. on the bench, like so many options on the bench. Even that dope kid at 17 looked as a great uh, option no. too after on yeah. the bench. So Liverpool, there's a different vibe. And get Jude Bellingham. If Liverpool yeah. get Jude oh. Bellingham after Gakpo, after Luis Diaz, after Darwin, that long term will be seen as smart deals just like Robertson was, okay? The most, <laughs> the player with most assists ever defender in the Premier League. They will yeah. have a dynasty to once again well, competing with Man City. I, so I wanted to. Uh, but, but okay, okay. There's a lot to unpack here <laughs> in in what you said, and I agree. It's a it's a great signing for Liverpool, but we have to also talk about how it's actually a very necessary signing for Liverpool right now because of the injuries uh, to Luis Diaz, 
to Tioko Jota, to Roberto Firmino. Um, you obviously lost, obviously, uh, you know, Sadio Mane uh, in the offseason, and, and you could see um, early on for Liverpool uh, how tough of a loss that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Cody Gakpo is going to play, he's going to have to play a big role if they're going to continue their momentum. This was the first time this season mm-hmm. that they won three, they've won three matches in a row. Liverpool. All right. Sheesh. Liverpool. And, uh, and and beyond that, they are right in the thick of it. I mean, they're only five points behind fourth place Spurs with a game in hand, with a game in hand. Oof. So um, they, they've got momentum now on their side. Uh, very clearly, Mo Salah uh, <laughs> is well rested and ready to go with a goal and an assist in this game. <laughs> um, it, it just kind of comes down to uh, Klopp clearly had to mm-hmm. give uh, a whole lot of of trust in his academy depth uh, because as of right now he's got a mini injury crisis that is affecting them um, and that's why you see Stefan Bashitic and I don't know if that's the right way to mm-hmm. say his name but 18 year old Bashitic scoring a wonderful first off that first touch was just so beautiful and I hope to see more of it but at 18 years old scoring mm-hmm. uh, a goal uh, he was on for less than two minutes and he scores a big goal against Aston Villa. Nice. And then obviously seeing the quality of Ben Doak, who has been scoring goals left and right for them uh, mm-hmm. with his little nutmeg uh, and his ability to to uh, give a little bit of depth there for Liverpool. So Liverpool is one that like you really want to watch in the second half of the season because I don't think they are going to go for Jude Bellingham mm, they have if, 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 they're pursu- uh, if they're pursuing a sale, one, and two – if they don't get Champions League football. Ah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Champions League football is mandatory for Jude Belling. I agree. And I love that shout-out of the youth because Klopp has to bet on these assets of the Academy of Liverpool. That's improving, just like Man City's, as we see. And Ben Doak became the youngest Scottish player to play in the Premier League. And Stefan Bacetic became the second youngest Spaniard to score, uh, to score, yeah, I think in the Premier League, and the first sense. is Fabregas <laughs> at Arsenal. Ah. That was really good times, man. Beautiful times too. So well, that's a well, really good indication to what's to come for Stefan. Well, as far as Ben Doak goes, we have to give a little shout out to Celtic for doing a lot of the hard work. True. Okay, because Ben Ben Doak actually did play, I believe, for Celtic once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, before then making the, the, the pop on over to Liverpool uh, and pursuing those interests. But, uh, so you have got yeah, Calvin I mean, Ramsey. You got Calvin Ramsey now for the right-back uh, competition for Trent. And you got now Ben Doak too, Scotland. Robertson, I mean, the impact is real of Andy Robertson, man. Because at is. Liverpool, the Scottish men are getting the investment, man. And once again, I say it. Like, it's mad that such a, like, a bargain, okay, signing for yeah. Liverpool with club became again, the the player would the defender with most assists in the Premier League with more than 50 right. like Robertson it's just like and Trent too at the right like just shows mm-hmm. like fullbacks with club they do assist <laughs> but but I do I do have a I do have a question right mm-hmm. um so Gakpo signing for Liverpool mm-hmm. um what does this say about Manchester United it says that Manchester United they can't get the deals they want but yeah. they can get deals that they can because of their name and their money too. Yeah. So it well. shows that Malaysia deal, very smart. A Dalo extension, very smart. So it's natural that they have to overspend, like with Lisandro Martinez. 
uh, yeah, Anthony too. But Sancho. I, but I think my, <laughs> but I think I mean, the case of Martinez, it was yeah. a good over, over like an overbuy. So, but yes, those two you're referring to. Sancho's got the talent, man. It's all, it's all about <sighs> the work rate. It's all about but, how bad does he want it? And right, but that's that's the thing here. He's not even training with a team. Why? Is it because uh, of attitude? Is it something that uh, happened with Ten Hag? Like I, I, I feel I, like I, I, it, exactly. I don't. I don't know. But like it. It obviously from a from a surface level, it doesn't look good. It really doesn't look good. It, it's got to be attitude when it comes down to it, or it's got to be some sort of a um a misstep between a, a, a misstep. <laughs> I mean, they do have Garnacho, but they they have Garnacho because Sancho and and Anthony are not necessarily impressing to the point of hey, this is 180 million dollars worth of uh, of talent. We've we've got what we need, and that could also be why Cody Gakpo uh, might have had a little bit of a mm-hmm. uh, a pullback from Manchester United when all was said and done, or maybe it was Manchester United pulling back. Who knows? Ah, but I if don't you know. Have Liverpool knocking. Uh, I think he was considering Eric Ten Hag, but then when you have Liverpool, it's just so clear the difference. But I love, I love how you said That's the winger tough. situation because yeah. I still don't get the feeling that any of the wingers at Man United is locked up. Elanga no. definitely not. Sancho no. Garnacho no. Like <laughs> Rashford, well, it, I think is the one that has the most backing right now to play. Yeah, and but the, the funny thing is, is. Right, but right, but the funny thing is, is four months ago, five months ago, people wanted to write Rashford off. He was Whoa. done. He was dusted. He was never going to be good again. And it's amazing what a World Cup does. And now they're like, "Hey, we got Rashford and we got Garnacho. We don't need Sancho. We don't even need Anthony to to start to eat in the Premier League." Right? But Rashford at which Man is, United was which, always which is not true. Like I think people is like they don't trust Man United to do the best for Rashford. And they see the potential on Rashford, and they think if Rashford played at PSG, like that's a lot of talk about that, he'll be much better player in the showing, much better yeah. player. And that has a consequence if he starts for England. <laughs> if he starts, because if he's having those mega performances, Southgate yeah. has to start him. So yeah, I, but I, listen, I, like, Man United, but, but man. <laughs> if if Rashford was getting yeah, but if Rashford was getting mistreated by Manchester United, he wouldn't have signed an extension. Mm-hmm. True. True. So, true. I, 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 you know, I know United hasn't yet played. No, in these he didn't sign. It's, he didn't but, sign uh, the extension. It's just a one-year. It's just a one-year mandatory. Oh, extension. It's an option. Yeah, if Man United wants, just like that loan. Mm. So it's a. Uh, it was. It wasn't yeah. his choice. <laughs> the next one right. is his choice. <laughs> now that's why I was like thinking, ah, what happened? No, it's it's a one option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like yeah. that loan. And and De Gea and I, they didn't s- opt for De Gea. I'm gonna say it right now. Garnacho is not going to light us up mm. this this second half of the season. Garnacho is an, an an insanely impressive potential talent, but this second half of the season is not the time where Garnacho is going to you know chip in five to ten Premier League goals and uh, and send United up and solve their winger problem uh, for for many many you know years to come. Um, I, I say this. I just I, don't see it. It's it's too soon. It's I think Garnacho can consolidate him as a starter, though, in this second half of the season, and especially if Enzo Fernandez goes to Man United, because the rumor is 127 million is going to Benfica, okay, with bonuses yeah. because the release clause is 120. So they're gonna have to do bonuses, variables to get 127 and compensate. So. Right up front, it must be 80 to 90. 
So that shows the investment that they're doing in an Argentinian. That's why I'm mentioning this. So yeah. Man United with Garnacho, Enzo Fernandez in midfield, Lisandro Martinez at center back. I could see a big investment in Garnacho because I Martinez will put the pressure on the kid. He will put yeah. the pressure on the kid. And I be- just like he did with Yogdalo. So I- yeah. I'm going to bet on this kid. I believe it. And yeah. he's got the quality in him. And Europa League. Yeah, well. But Barca has to be ready. <laughs> Barca has to well, be ready. Hopefully. <laughs> I, I, I think it, I think United has to be ready for uh, Todd Bowley waking up one morning. Ah. Uh, seeing seeing <clears throat> Enzo Fernandez in the headlines and going, <laughs> I, I like want it. that. I want him. Nah, I want him. I, I like that. I like how you say that. Because, yes, Enzo Fernandez, the best youngster in this World yeah. Cup. And we got to say, one of the best young, youngsters, not just youngsters, midfielders in the, in the Champions world. League this season, okay? And Befica yeah. hasn't lost one, one game in the Champions League. So it's because of players like Antonio Silva and Enzo Fernandez. So I wanted, I wanted to give a shout because Man United is co- he's going to the Prem. If it's 120, he's going to the Prem. And George Minge reportedly offered that to Rui Costa. So tell us down below. <laughs> Do you agree yeah. with us for this Man United situation? We managed to mention Man United a ton with Liverpool too. Well, that the Gakpo well, deal is related. And, <laughs> and but 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 before we we move on from it, I mean, Sorry, I, I yeah. think that there's also a kind of a, a repair of maybe um, uh, a relationship, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Jorge Jorge Mendes um, and Cristiano Ronaldo, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I mean, what what's going on with Cristiano Ronaldo right now? That's completely separate. We we'll talk about that in a little bit, unless you want to talk about yeah, it right now, it now, because I'd like some now. light shed on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but I do think, um, yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be another deal done again because there needs to be a repair of that agent uh, club mm-hmm. type of relationship that has been so soured since that Ronaldo thing uh, kind of blew up in everybody's face. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so what's the deal? Uh, because I know in America, it's all about, uh, it, you know, it's so. literally just about the signature being done, right? That's what they're saying here. No, they're saying that it, so it's, it's imminent. That's it's cap. imminent that he's going to Al-Nassar, cap. right? Cap, that right okay. now, okay, oh, I don't know what's the, the 27th of December, nothing is signed with Al-Nassar. Ronaldo hasn't decided anything with Al-Nassar. The only thing is that the offer is on the table of $200 million per season and i just know of three seasons that have been guaranteed offers so 600 million to christian ronald but on the 27th of december no decision oh. is made and i can tell you right now that ronaldo wants champions league still because messi still wants champions league and he's reportedly going to stay at psg but he will definitely stay in europe so ronaldo I know he's 37, and I know he's got this in mind. So I think no decision is still made. Okay, I want to yeah. really say that to the public, and like, don't be, don't be, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled because everybody wants him but, to go to Al Nasser, and the pressure right. of the world is in him signing that signature that he hasn't signed. Everybody's think he's done it already, and that's the media pressurizing Ronaldo. Right there, man. FIFA, everybody puts pressure on this man, man. Take your time, well, make that decision. Jesus. If we pre- if we prepare ourselves for the potential inevitability that he does go, I have to ask you, mm. does it affect his legacy at yes, all? Yes, it does. If he goes it does. there. It okay. does affect wow. his legacy. In my opinion, it does. And that's why I really, 
I really don't. It's not. I I I know he hasn't made it still. So, hi, pa, and he knows it himself. Like in terms of marketing, man, he's he's got multiple brand deals that are not football related, like directly know, football but... related. Ronaldo, and if he goes to Saudi Arabia, that's in jeopardy. A ton yeah. of brand deals. That has to be said. And Ronaldo being the most followed person on, in the world, everybody has an opinion, and everybody seems to know where he's going to go next. So yeah, but, when he uh, went to Man uh, United, that was like 48 hours, that deal. Don't be fooled. If in 48 hours you'll have a new club and he signed a deal. I think that can happen. It, it, just, it just feels, and sorry, I'm losing my voice, but it just feels <laughs> so tone deaf too. Like the, the only... Only uh, video that's been circulating, at least, you know, on Twitter that I've seen as of late has been what Georgina buying with their own money, him, a Bentley or a Bugatti or some, you know, millionaire Rolls Royce. That's what it was. Sorry. I don't know Mm -hmm. my cars. Apologies. Um, But uh, I just, I just feel like the branding is just so off these days. I feel like uh, someone's taking a hiatus uh, on, on making sure that Cristiano Ronaldo speaks to the majority of the footballing world, or maybe he's just done giving a crap. You I know, think he does give maybe a he's crap like on his legacy, uh, and and he. I think there's a lot of political reasons too. I don't want to get into that, but Ronaldo has why, a political but, view that isn't the best. Like I don't want to say it, like, but but, it's, but yeah. listen, if if it were, if it was just negotiations, right? Mm-hmm. Why would he go himself to Saudi Arabia if it was just uh, oh. preliminary negotiations? No, I think he didn't go for that. If he was, I think he didn't go. Did he go? I think it was the right hand right the right hand man of George Minch. I think went to see the proposal. Of tell uh, us in the comments because uh, I no, thought I no, saw. No. Yeah, I I, I might have been. Uh, yeah, I might have been uh, no. looking at the wrong video or something. But who knows? But but you went but, to Dubai. But we did. We did Dubai. put on the record. Okay, you we did, did put to... on the record though that if Ronaldo does go to Al Nasser, you, you do feel his legacy is, uh, you know, it changed a little bit, changed. It definitely, um, him and- going out of Europe, not in the best style, like people are going to be always thinking about that. And Man United yeah. isn't the best ending. It was a poor, th- it's, it has to be said again. Right now, Man United, okay, like no, right now, yeah. Man City is Man United 10 years ago with Alex Ferguson, the best manager in the world, the be- with Pep Guardiola, the best facilities, the best players. Everybody wants to go to Man City. And Man United, no. They even missed with Cody Gakpo. So Ronaldo is just pointing fingers and saying, this institution is not the same, and they don't have the profession. Uh, they're not as professional as they were at that time. And I agree. Basi- I agree. Basically, his way of saying I should have gone to City. I should have stayed at Real Madrid too. <laughs> a long time at the yeah. back. But I should have gone to Man City too. And that one season, oh, 100%, if he scored what? More than 20 goals at Man United with that team, he would score with that Man City team more than 30 Premier League goals. I'll, I'll say just that. And at 36 at the time, not 37. Oh, yeah. So, All right. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. See. Well, I, I think, you know, I mentioned Todd Bowley before. We should probably ah, pop yes. on over to Chelsea because if there's anybody that has been, aside from that Gokpo steal from Liverpool, if there's anybody <laughs> that has been incredibly excited for the transfer window, it has been Todd Bowley and the uh, superhero team of uh, crazy backroom office types. Uh, that is going to shape this team for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty clear 
that that he is going to do it in favorite FC Wonder Kid style. I mean, he's going out. He's going after young players that are going to shape the future of Chelsea, and that is really intriguing to us. But like, who's on the radar right um, now? So you have David Fofana. The deal's done. Yeah. You got Andre Santos, which for twenty million, mm -hmm. great deal done. And Kunku confirmation, and it's almost done. Benoit Badiashila too. To yeah. Chelsea from Monaco for 40 million. And considering that they would overspend a hundred for Gvardiol, in my my yeah. opinion, Badwashil would be an amazing deal done. So I think Chelsea are making smart deals, thinking progressively, yep. but it's not gonna be immediate immediate. I think Chelsea yeah. is a two-year plan with Todd Boyley. And I understand it. And I think there's a lot of potential because the players that Chelsea are buying, Benoit Badiashila, Andre Santos, and as I mentioned, David Fofana, none of them, I think, will want to leave Chelsea. It's a project of staying long-term at the club. And Fofana's already expressed that it's his favorite club in the world too. And I really believe it's the psyche of these players that determines if they're right yeah. for Chelsea. And Kunku has, like, more goal involvements. He's got, like, close to the goal involvements of, like, Haaland, Lewandowski, Mbappe, and Kunku's in the middle of that, too. And he decided yeah. to go to Chelsea because he believes in the project. And he must be getting yeah, but, a big bucks contract, too. But he but, decided but there, that. But there's a big reason why, right? Mm. Because Todd Bowley is not only signing players, <laughs> right? He's, he's empowering. He's mm -hmm. empowering a new team a new team of back office staff mm -hmm. uh, to, to get these players and to pool uh, from their own experiences. So recently they just brought in Christopher Vivelle as the technical yes. director overall. And he has history where Nkunku mm -hmm. came from, right? RB Leipzig, RB Salzburg. Um, he has brought in some of the best players, Sobislai. He's brought in uh, Holland. Uh, he's young. He's ready to go. Favel is huge signing and a big reason probably why Nkunku got done. Mm -hmm. On top of that, they brought in Lawrence Stewart, who was at Monaco. Mm -hmm. That's why they went after Benoit Badiashile. They probably should have gone after Badiashile to begin with uh, <laughs> instead of paying $80 million for a Fafana off of an ACL injury. Uh, and then they also just brought in Joe Shields as essentially co-director of Academy Recruitment. And Joe Shields is from Southampton and Manchester City before that. True. So there, there's just this bevy, this this injection of youth and of uh, different uh, kind of uh, a cohesive thought process. Uh, so he's building a team of legends and and hoping that they, they prepare for a future um, that was as dominant as Chelsea uh, after Abramovich spent all that money. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm really more interested in that back office because they all, like most of those targets, you can tie back to every one of those new backroom staff, um, that they've been bringing in. And, so it's really interesting what he's doing. And you got that back office after in the summer, Chelsea and Todd yeah. Boyle spent the most ever, ever by a Premier League club in transfers and it's only gonna keep on going because this January I don't think any other club's gonna spend more than Chelsea man I just so, could see so it. why wouldn't why wouldn't Jao Felix go there on loan yeah that'd be smart I that'd be smart I I think it'd be smart but Havertz is there Mason Mount they th there's a lot of roles that Havertz up top uh, Felix I guess play on the wood would you put Fe Felix on the wing you got Sterling already there too like yeah, you have Fofana coming. I don't. I I think it wouldn't be bad. 
Okay, Ziyech okay. is leaving. Okay, you have you have some players of the type Pul of Felix. Pulisic, Pulisic is leaving. Big leaving. question: Is he is leaving? I mean, it kind of has to leave. Just I leave. Think. <laughs> uh, yeah, just 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 go. Uh, and and if Newcastle. Newcastle's calling. Exactly. Yeah. Captain America. Sec second yes. place Newcastle. Second place Newcastle. I think they'll For the get first time. Four. You, I think they'll get top four. You reckon? Well, the last time that they were top two, <laughs> mid-season, was two thousand and three with Alan Shearer, uh, with Jermaine Genus. Uh, with uh, who's the other guy I'm, I'm thinking of? Nolberto Solano. Okay, they ended up finishing third that season in 2003. Um, they're second right now. Obviously, Manchester City has some games in hand, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, I think that they could finish third. I mean, they've conceded 11 goals in, or 12 goals in 16 games. Mm -hmm. Like this team, this team is built from the back up, and it's pretty impressive. Oh my um, days, man! But we'll get to new. But keeping on <laughs> Chelsea, man, Pulisic, just make that decision that we're saying. Okay, we're even saying stats helping you out, Pulisic. But uh, yeah. stay with that. No, Joe Felix. I think the best club would be or uh, Man City or Arsenal for Joe Felix. Okay, Shh. the pupil of Guardiola Arteta would know exactly what to do, and with the Gabriel Jesus injury. Just gives more emphasis on making that decision. Uh, but yeah. I'd say, yeah, the loan deal is always the smartest. And I saw the Telegraph talking about that. So it could it could happen. But again, the Chelsea Telegram. fans, like, chill out. Okay, it's a rebuild. Yeah. Things will come with time, but it won't be immediate. And you have a lot of steep competition with Liverpool, Man City, Newcastle. <laughs> That's to be said in yeah. Arsenal, man. Okay, different. They're different now. But but one one thing that you've got that Chelsea has that mm -hmm. is a good and a bad thing, it's kind of a double-edged sword, is you have a hyperactive new owner mm -hmm. that wants to make changes and wants to spend in order to ensure that Chelsea remains near the top of the footballing pyramid mm -hmm. at in in Chelsea. Uh, I'm sorry, in uh in what? England. Oh, yeah. So at least you have a step up amongst those that that demonize Stan Kroenke, those that demonize the Glazers, those that uh, you know, Liverpool is, is looking for a sale. Um, at least you've got a proactive owner that really wants to make sure that this status is secured for years to come. Um, Hope that's he interesting. In facilities too. Hope he invests yeah. Todd Boyley because Kroenke sure did, but the Glazers, they just got to sell it. The facilities, yeah. no investment turned back. They're just leaking it. So let's let's wait and see. Let's wait and yeah. see. But you mentioned, yes, Newcastle. And yeah. I got to say, man, if we mention Newcastle, my first shout-out has to be for Miguel Almiron. And I'm going to call yes. this the Grealish effect because he's got nine goals <laughs> and one assist in the Prem. And only Harry yeah. Kane, Tony, uh, and who? Uh, Tony and Haaland, of course, have scored yes. more goals than Almiron in the Premier League. So I got to say thank you, Jack Grealish, for showing the potential of MLS players going from the MLS to the Premier League. Miguel Almiron, and so great. Deal, listen, man. he has nine goals, which you mentioned, but that is more goals for the exact same amount of goals that he has had combined over the last four seasons. Okay. <laughs> So, so it must be something, and if you must call it the Jack Grealish effect, I am 100% here for it. Copyright it. <laughs> let's, let's put it on T-shirts with Miggy's smile all over the place because Almiron is having himself a season. Preseason, people were writing him off as nothing but a bench 
guy off the bench, exactly. right? And and now Almarone has become like you just he just I don't know he's that Jack Russell Terrier that is always like nipping at your heels, always uh, you know running for the ball. Um, will run through walls for you, and it is uh, pretty amazing to see. And he only needs like eight or nine more goals, I think, mm. uh, over the next season and a half. It's not going to happen this season. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, he will. I'm going to make this statement. Mm. Miguel Almiron, before he moves on from Newcastle, or if he moves on from Newcastle, which I'm not saying he is, but he will become the all-time leading Paraguayan goal scorer uh, in Premier League history at some point, and we know who that is. That's Roca Santa Cruz. You oh, remember him, right? Yes. Um, so he needs eight goals, I believe, uh, to to take him over. Um, and while I don't think it'll happen this time, I do think in the end um, he he'll get it. I think he'll yeah. become that. And <laughs> Santa Cruz, what yeah. a legend too. And Lynn Brighton get a, another Paraguayan striker in CISO. Julian and CISO, yep. too. So He's starting watch to make out his for way him. in. 19 years old, I think, at Brighton. And they got McAllister and just Caicedo. And Cizo is another Paraguayan that might break that record that Almeron breaks for Santa Cruz, too. And we called it, 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 man. We called it way before. 85.5, yeah. remember. I'll be honest. Like, Par Paraguay used to be a team to watch back when Roca Santa remember, Cruz was around. Yeah, it used man. to be a team to watch. And uh, it'd, be, it'd be great if Almeron and, and Cizo could be the ones that uh, – start to bring it back but they're both in the premier league and they're both well and Almiron's not that young but he is true. he's young enough he's it's, young enough he'll be he'll um, be at newcastle another five years just like alan son maxine i think will yeah. they'll like the newcastle effect the owners of newcastle are so rich for people to have a context the psg owner has 30 billion the Newcastle owner has 300 to 400 billion, okay? So Newcastle will for sure be a powerhouse in football. And already, in terms of sporting decisions, the people on top of that club are making the right ones. The defense, like, I think is the best defense in the Prem. And then you have Brungi Marange signing. Teams like Real Madrid want a player like Brungi Marange, and he ain't leaving. He believes in this project. So whoever comes next will stay long-term. Just that's so powerful. And I mentioned in yep. Brun Guimarães, Brun Guimarães, 100%, 100% is one of the best midfielders, not just in the Prem, in the world. He has to what? start for Brazil, pa, in front of Paqueta. Brun Guimarães does everything. So complete. But, so I want to what I. Yeah, but what I love most about him, mm. what I love most about Bruno, okay, is is what he said after that Boxing Day match, after that Boxing mm. Day kind of massive win, right for them. It was mm -hmm. kind of uh, it, it was three nil. They had no, they had no chance. Three nil, exactly. Uh, what I love about Bruno is the fact that when he got that Player of the Match, Man of the Match award, mm -hmm. he goes, no, 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 this is for every one of my teammates because yes. they deserve it more than me. And Bruno, it just tells you everything you need to know. So. I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now for all Newcastle fans. Mm -hmm. This ownership group will not make every decision right. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if they can even get close to 75% success that they got with Bruno, right? 75% of the success of Bruno, Newcastle Botman. could wind up being in the top three for years and years and years to come. Right, and they could maybe one day go for that title, but they're doing it, it seems, so far, the exact right way, building out that defense. But let's be honest. 
let's be honest. We did not expect Sven Botman, Dan Byrne, Fabian Schar. We did not expect these players to all mesh as well as they has me- they have meshed. And I don't know if that's you know, Howe. part and parcel of the players, the personnel that has just come together, or if that is Eddie Howe. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I got to give Eddie Howe the lion's share of the credit because, my goodness, to get them as cohesive as he's gotten them in as little time as he's had, um, it's it's very impressive. I agree. Very I impressive. Agree. And, and you said 75, man. I'll be honest. With this new management, I think they got almost 100, man. Even Garan Quill yeah. cost how much to Newcastle? Like yeah. 600,000 yeah, pounds? Like, yeah. I think they yeah. just make, like, it's just a risk. Isaac, maybe. Uh, Alexander Isaac, okay? They spent 70 million on the striker. I think that's the big investment they've done that has still a big... Uh, 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 some doubts. Some doubts. I, I, I believe in the... To case. be honest, I I 100% forgot that he was even there. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's the so, thing. Uh, you know, uh, so but that, that can happen. Right, that's can part, happen. right, that's... Exactly. They are going to make mistakes. You know, not, not all signings work out. The, the transition from Real Sociedad, sometimes the Premier League takes time. Um, and I, as we've seen, as we've seen Odegaard, true Odegaard, he true. wasn't lights out right away. Not that he came, you know, but he bounced around loan, loan, loan. And, and it, it took him a little while to hit the ground running. And now he is like integral, integral mm-hmm. to Arteta ball. Um, so Isaac is one for the future. Um, even though they spent a hefty penny, but they, but you mentioned previously Chelsea investing in the infrastructure. If there is an infrastructure that I want to see improved Mm -hmm. it is give me some boys from the north right give me some newcastle boys some tune boys like elliot anderson uh you know love seeing the long staff boys um playing a part in this this kind of revival of newcastle Mm -hmm. but give me some newcastle youth academy uh players i would love to see them put some money yeah i I bet elliot anderson is one that i really really do like and i think you are going to see him play a larger role uh, every season as Newcastle progresses. Mm, I like so. that. Good shout. Good shout. And what I want to say too is we're comparing and saying this is the beginning of a dynasty—not uh, a dynasty, but of a big Not team yet. with Newcastle. Yeah. And I I remember when Man City get this kid from Valencia, David Silva. Everybody was yeah. like, "What a good signing!" And he stayed there long term, big long term. He stayed there like more than ten years. I could see yeah. that happening. With the kid from Leon that went to Newcastle, Brungi Marange, I could see yeah. him become a household name and g- become then a legend after 10 years too at Newcastle. So we can see that. We can see that happening. But tell us down below, what do you think is going to happen in Newcastle? Who's going to come? And do you believe they'll get top four? Because... That's 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 what people want to know, man. If it's been twenty if, years, twenty years <laughs> man, since it's happened. So. But this team, I'm not gonna bet on top four. That's Tottenham, man. That's Tottenham. I'm not gonna put Tottenham <laughs> in the top four when you got Newcastle that's playing incredible football defensively, especially. And yeah, Tottenham ain't doing that in first halves, man. The the unfocusedness, man, they have in the first half of it's, that game with Brentford was shocking. Losing two nil. And I'm yeah. almost, I was thinking, even Tony would have missed the two pens. He'd score those two pens, man. That's what people were saying in the stats after that game. So I don't think Harry Kane's going to stay. I don't think Conte's going to stay. And things are not looking good long term for Tottenham, in my no. opinion. And even a player like Romero, he's a World Cup winner. 
I don't know if he'll be yeah. he'll come back very happy after this. And a player like Yogi's, uh, he's a vet. He's not going to stay yeah. long term. So well, it, it it feels like there's two options here, right? You mm. you cut and run from Conte, and you find yourself somebody that wants part of the long term fixture, mm. right? Part of the long term project. And Conte doesn't necessarily he has not shown he doesn't want that he wants he wants to be that guy, right? I agree with you in that. Yeah, all. All signs point to him getting the hell out of Dodge at some point. Um, or, or, and I don't see the ownership doing this in any way, shape, or form. You say, Antonio Conte, here's a blank check. Let's go. Yeah, right? I think that's what's going to happen. Bring me in Bastoni. Bring me in a midfielder because Should they happen. need a midfielder. They need an eight like yesterday. Uh, bring me in a striker, right? Uh, maybe not. I, I mean, you know, Richarlison getting back. Maybe striker, he could, yeah, man. We could do some things. But He's yeah. going. It, Kane's going. I think people like at Tottenham have realized it. Like Kane hasn't won one trophy, man, in his all his career, man, and he doesn't deserve it. He's the captain yeah. of England. Look at the embarrassment that this is. The captain of England, man. The captain of the ship. And after that yeah. penalty, he's got to prove himself big time in terms of his legacy, and he knows it. So I'd expect Harry Kane going to Bayern Munich. Bayern so, Munich so, type move. And Matisse tells there, I believe in this youngster, but Kane's a Bayern Munich. Yeah, Kane Kane uh being the the uh yeah, having Matisse <laughs> having Matisse having Matisse tell us his protege, that'd be pretty interesting. I, uh <laughs> but like but cue cue the emergency loan signing or four million euro signing of Memphis Depay uh no. if that happens for Spurs. No, right. No, no. Um and now I, I honestly do believe, yeah, Spurs um they, they've obviously done enough to be in fourth place as it stands. Uh, but there's just such a lack of yeah. in, incisive, like, just weapons, right? People that you look at and you go, beyond Son, who didn't play well on Boxing Day, True. beyond Kane, who, who actually did play well. And by the way, cool. there has never been a Boxing Day fixture that Harry Kane has not scored in. Ooh, that see? So win trophies, man. Just move. Uh. Just move. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Man United he, would spend like 120 now on, on Kane. On Kane, man. Wow. If, I really yeah. think, man. And Man United need a striker. Like, I yeah. don't know, man. I, it just puts me crazy. It just puts me crazy. Someone's got to do it. Like, Tottenham, the lack of... <sighs> pro, it's not decisions, man. Conte just but, needed the blank check last summer. He needed it, man. Right. And he got like a lot of cheap prices. A lot of cheap yeah, players, but, like Bisuma was even cheap. I thought he'd cost much more. It's twenty five million. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but let's be honest. I if Harry Kane to finance that blank check, right? Mm -hmm. Harry Kane probably did need to be sold, and Antonio Conte probably also said, "I, I don't want to spur. I don't want to inherit a Spurs team without Harry Kane." I think so. It's kind of case, like yeah. a damned if you do, damned if you don't moment. Uh, if you want Conte to come in and he's like, yeah, so I don't know if you can get a hundred, 120 for Harry Kane right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, this guy, you can deadpan him all you want. You can make fun of him all you want. You could say United whatever. United. He's not as, not as good, but he has been literally one of the most consistent strikers in Premier League history. Oh yeah. And he plays right? like they lost to so, Brentford and he was one of the best players in that game. He scored, he scored. He was always trying to provide an assist. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Two, 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 two. I'm sorry. Which was almost, which was almost as bad as, uh, you know, as bad as a loss, but, but and they they um, were yeah. narrowly getting it, and that's the thing too. It's always in the first half with Conte, and then in the second, yeah. they're trying to get back the game. Like oh my days! But it's, going but, back to Tottenham, like yeah, Kane, just go. <laughs> I really I, it, it just seems like we get to this point with Spurs at all times, right? There's like a month of 
hey, things are looking up. And then there's just this Jekyll and Hyde type of situation where things go from looking mildly ambitious, mildly exciting, uh, to to sour and stale, like really, really quickly. And I, I to be a Spurs fan at this moment in time, um, they, they have a, a wretched, wretched record against London Derby teams, against teams in London. I mean, Brentford included. They have like one win. In 16 London derbies recently, okay? Uh, whether it's West Ham, whether it's uh, Brentford, whether it's, you know, Chelsea, they are wretched when it comes to stamping their identity, their authority on all of London. Um, and that is kind of a microcosm of the club in general, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they just don't have that incisive, like, go-for-the-kill um, type, of, type of mentality. And Harry Kane, I think, needs to leave to get it. And in the future, I agree. I agree with all those points because, yes, they, they needs to leave too for them to rebuild. And I'll say this, though. Like, I have, like, in the future, you have a feeling that Chelsea will be better. Man City will stay at the top. Liverpool will be better. United will be better. Newcastle will be better. I don't have that feeling for Tottenham. Kane's leaving. Conte's leaving. Lloris the Vets oh. leaving. This won't be better. It won't. And a player like Son... You're lucky he extended to stay at Tottenham because he will be the biggest legend of the century of Tottenham because he will stay and Harry Kane won't. So I really want to say, man, Tottenham fans, get ready, man, because it's going to be a roller coaster going up and down, not top four, from top five to top ten, in my opinion, in the next three years after after Harry Kane leaves. I'm going to say that, man. I really believe that. Are you rescinding your um, happier days preseason prediction that Antonio Conte and Spurs would win themselves a trophy of some sort this season? I'll say this. Newcastle wins a trophy ahead of Tottenham, in my opinion. I'm going to say this, man. I am sold on Conte with Tottenham. And I think himself, too, as I understand, the investment I need with Harry Kane staying, I won't get it. So I All think right, everything's out. I think I, I th- All right. <laughs> La Senora, Juve, I think that too. I think Juve yeah. with Conte is going to be considered highly, highly after Allegri goes. Because, yes, Allegri is going to go long term too, man. Come on, people. Watch Juve. Yeah. It doesn't look good. And, yeah, yeah. man, it makes me sad, man. A player like Kuluzewski that, yes, was one of the best signings this season. It's because he plays in a system with Son Kane and Conte at the helm. So, I, but not All looking right. good. All not right. looking good. Le- Levy, Le- uh, yeah, Levy, Levy, surprise us. No. Surprise us with something. Come on. No, get it no. done. Let's go. Because I, I want to see Spurs. Arsenal strong yeah. now. That wasn't in the past. And you have Newcastle that's going to be strong too. Like, yeah. Tottenham has <laughs> never had this level of competition, man. And then you have Aston Phillip willing to pay. Wolves willing to pay. Brighton making smart decisions. Okay. Like West Ham willing to pay kind of too. <laughs> but but say but say Spurs does something like uh they bring in an eight, like say Yuri Tieleman, and then they bring in Bastoni. Okay. Would that intrigue you? Would that make things any interest or and they bring in um, Mohamed Kudus, one of the World Cup stars. I, I like that. Right? I like those transfers. Uh, I and again, if that happens, I'm happy because they're moving forwards. But after losses of Conte Kane and Loris I, I yeah. think it's I think <laughs> the rebuild and the, the it's not going to be two steps back. I think it's going to be three right. to four 
with the level of investment of the other teams. But tell us, tell us your yeah. opinion for Tottenham's future. Do yeah. you believe they'll be a top four team in the next three years, four years, five years? Because I, I'm not going to put my chips on that. But again, Udogi left back <laughs> signing, really good. Yeah, want to say yeah. that. Yeah, want to say that because well, not a lot of young uh, left backs. Uh, you know, b- b- before we before we forget to say it, mm. before we forget to say it, um, we have to give more love to Fulham and Marco Silva, right? I I, I have two two mm. big observations when it comes to Fulham right now. Okay. Uh, and they're more they're more extensions of the World Cup. Uh, three actually three, and I'll, I'll try and be really really quick with them and brief with them. Uh, one. Why did Jao Polinha not play more for Portugal? Fox. Him in that in that first half of that Boxing Day fixture, lights out, phenomenal. Again, why did why? he go to Fulham? Like what the hell? <laughs> I don't... Like, just go to Man United. No, they got Casemiro, man. But just go to he ha- he's a top CDM in the world. Like it's, it's amazing. shocking. Mark Silva must have like enchanted this man on the phone call to Jean Ah, you know. But it's yeah, like a lo- love love potion or something. Because like, wow. Uh, but what what a great observation, man. Tell me the other. That's unbelievable. Uh, no. I love it. Well that that's one. Number two, Alexander Mitrovic. <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty sure that in all of Serbian media or every apologist for Serbia out there during mm. the World's Cup, all said Vlahovic not fit, Mitrovic not fit, uh, the rest of the team not fit. All of that is bull crap, mm-hmm. right? Bull donkey, whatever you want to call it, all of it is crap. They had the largest collection of Serbian talent, the best collection of Serbian talent, in my opinion, ever. And all they did was I think it was a manager a managerial issue and a lack of belief. Because Alexander Mitrovic, who was not necessarily projected to play for Fulham in the boxing day, mm-hmm. what does he provide? A goal, an assist. This man was ready to go. If he can do it in the Premier League, he can do it in the World's Cup. But what did Serbia wind up doing? One point. Hey, One yeah. point. Serbia needs to trust their players more and they need to find the right managerial staff to get the best out of that team because they don't play like a team. Right, they they just don't right now. So that's number two. Number three for me, at 35 years old, Tim uh, Ream scores his first Premier League goal, and I'm going to say it right now, and maybe a little bit of American bias is showing. He has been one of the best, especially when it comes to his positioning, one of the best center backs <laughs> in in the Premier League so far this season. Saliba, man. It's unreal. And I don't understand how this white knight coming in, you know, on horseback late in the game for our World Cup squad. If we did not have Tim Ream at the World Cup, we would have been three and out. We would have been gone three and out. Right. With no Tim Ream. Ream, (laughs) I I know. and, And somehow Tim Ream coming in at 35 years old, having his best season on record. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fulham is now a right above mid table team. There's, they have six wins, six losses, you know, like the, this team looks good on paper and they look like they're building into their role instead of trending downwards. True. And a lot of that has to do with Tim Ream and his 35 year old Renaissance. Uh, and I just, I am so here for it because this guy has been a mainstay, uh, for years and years being played out of being played out of position, um, being jumping around from league to league, Premier League to Championship to Premier League, and I hope that Tim Ream just continues this progress because my goodness, he scored his first 
Premier League goal on Boxing Day, right? In Fulham's three-zip win, and it's it's just great to see. So there's my three uh, three Fulham observations uh, that that like, come on, we all thought Fulham was going to get relegated this season. No, great. No, 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 no. Uh, Pedro said number seven. Finish seventh yeah, with him. <laughs> that Mark Silva bias, man. No, but yeah. and Joe Palinha, though. But yes, they're getting their decisions right. Joe Palinha, Andres Pereira was a good signing. Tim Ream, yeah. like, I think Mark Silva has done a great, great job at this Fulham team. And they will remain like a top 14 team in the Premier League for years to mm-hmm. come. And it's nice to see Fulham. Mm-hmm. They got history, man. I remember Fulham. Those good old days, man. The Fulham had really good. I think Dempsey didn't Dempsey play oh, yeah. Fulham. So <laughs> Brian McBride, oh, Brian my. McBride, Dempsey. Oh uh, yeah, those were. The, it used to be Full America, Full America. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. Like what? Yeah. Like what? Now yeah. Chelsea's becoming Chelsea America. I don't Chelsea. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, well, Chelsea America. I don't know. Yeah, we're Leeds America. No, but like oh, yes, they exactly. used to have Fulham. Used to also have Carlos Bocanegra. Oh, uh, true. A guy you know, they used to have Louis Boamorte. Boamorte, yes, Luis Boamorte. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, what I a mean, player, no? <laughs> they, they, they had at least some fun teams. Some fun teams. Uh, but, um, and, yeah, they've been up and down, up and down. So, hopefully, they're here to stay for, for years to come. And my um, last we'll shout see. here in this 85.5 pod, thank you for listening until now, if you're listening. <laughs> and please like, like this video so we know that you enjoy these podcasts. And... My last shout is Benfica are going bold by getting this youngster, yeah. Andreas yeah. Stradrup. There you go. The most valuable player in the Danish league, okay? Technically, one of the best under-18 talents in the world right now for 10 million plus five in variables. What a deal, okay? I think he's got more than 10 goal involvements in the league, too. This player is yeah. the future of Norway next to Erling Haaland. I absolutely yeah. love it. And with Roger Schmidt, yeah. look what happened at Enzo too. I know Enzo was and, a baller, but Andreas is a baller too. So let's and and Sheldarup is part of the FC Norgeland uh, machine. Uh, <laughs> so if you know uh, Mohamed Kudus, if you know uh, Kamaldin Sulemana, yes, um, these are guys that were brought in by the FC Norgeland machine. They play some of the youngest starting 11s on the planet. Um, and uh, they're just a joy to watch. And Sheldarup has been one of the best players there. But to be honest, mm-hmm. that's not the most intriguing signing. And I am very biased here. That is not the most intriguing signing that likely Benfica or Benfica B is going to make in the coming days. Um, <laughs> if you guys, if Benfica, not you guys, but if Benfica gets Marcus Zambrano, uh, 17-year-old <laughs> Philadelphia Union striker who announced his departure from the Union to pursue European interests, um, I'm so sad he will not be putting on a Union shirt, uh, but he is the real deal. He is likely the best academy striker in all of Major League Soccer. Woo! He's American slash Ecuadorian. He was born in Ecuador, but uh, very much uh, you know here. He was only at the Union. Uh, for two years, I thought he was going to sign a homegrown contract and play for us because we need strikers in the future. Uh, but if Benfica gets him, I can't think of a better place <laughs> for him to develop. I honestly believe that he could debut before Sheldon does. What? If, if they sign him. He's that he's that promising. I promise you. No, I promise but, you. Sheldon, but he'll go first team immediately. 
<laughs> yeah, he might. You're right. He will. Right. He will not. I, 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 I don't think he'd go there. I don't think he he'd go there if he didn't have uh, promise. I think you went too bold, man. I think you went too bold there. <laughs> we'll see. But, we'll but, see. but, but listen, mm-hmm. the, the union are losing. They're losing Zambrano, but which you... means that they'll likely they'll likely lose his uh, equally talented brother. Uh, but they're also losing one of their top prospects in Bajang Garbo is, is what it seems like. It sounds like Bajang Garbo, who's 15 or 16, uh, Cam, phenomenal, could be a striker. Uh, he's also one of the most promising um, coming up right now in any academy across Major League Soccer. Um, we don't know where he's going to go, but he's also going to Europe. Um, so I- I'm sad that the Union are losing so many good talents, but if Marcus Zambrano goes to Benfica, um, he will make his way into that first team at some point soon. I can Ooh, give you that. Yeah. I believe in whatever. that. I love to see that, man. And you got Enrique Araujo right there competing with his lo- the likes of him. And I believe in Enrique Araujo big time. Jorzin, too. I think he's a good mm-hmm. striker, too. So, people, tell us down below, what did we miss in 85.5 transfer talk, Premier League talk? Tell us down below in the comment section. And again... And- if you're listening until now, please don't forget to like this video. <laughs> and you say and I guess, yeah, no, I mean, you want to just give a quick update on the, um, you know, when we're going to announce the winners for the giveaway. And then giveaway be- winners will be announced next Monday. Okay, people, next Monday, then we will say who won the three white hoodies, people, in the video. They will be. So, again, and follow our Instagram because we might say something on our Instagram. So, people, tell us down below. Again, topics we have missed. And, again, thank you, community, for going both until now.